Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920, Demond Cotton, your boy Q, with you till 5 o'clock. Coming up at 5 o'clock, you can hear upon for the review. Uh, normally that's Eddie Pascal, but he's on paternity leave, so uh, some guy I know filled in for him, meaning me. <laughs> me. <laughs> so upon further review will be aired right here on Radio Nation Radio 920 coming up at 5 o'clock. Also, if you're looking for something to do in and around town tomorrow, uh, go check out the Palms. JT the Brick will be there from noon to 2 inside the William Hill Sportsbook. They'll be celebrating Cinco de Mayo, uh, one of my favorite holidays. I always enjoy Cinco de Mayo. It's great that it falls on a Friday. Uh, I got to do a little ESPN National show tomorrow evening, a little Freddie and Fitzsimmons action, but DeMond, that gets off at 10 o'clock. Just in time. For the celebration. <laughs> I've got to ask a little programming on the fly. Does that mean you're doing the show from uh, home tomorrow? That does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that does. You you catch on quickly. <laughs> so there you go. A little programming on the fly here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Our good friend Clark and San Mateo hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Q, he played better in game one, but my man Poole taking that last shot so far beyond that arc gave me a multi-day migraine. Got to take one at home. That's Clark and San Mateo. And it's funny. Thank you for the text, Clark. On what day was it? Wednesday? Was that the day that, that was what, that was the day that I was out at Opportunity Park, right? Yes. You no, asked, it was a Tuesday. No, tu- Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah. What's today? Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Boy, man, my days. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, it was Tuesday. So that was when the series got started. And I remember we were talking to Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com, and Demond, you asked the question about who's going to make who punch who first or want to punch somebody first, and who was the one for the Lakers that you said? D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, that's right, D'Angelo Russell, who actually had a really good game in Game One, and or Jordan Poole for the Lake or for the Warriors, and Jordan Poole actually had a good game as well, like Clark pointed out. But man, when he pulled that shot. I couldn't. I can't tell you what I said when he pulled that shot at the end of the game because it's not allowed on these airwaves or any other radio airwaves. That's not Sirius XM radio. So yeah, I was. Uh, I was not very happy with that. Look, I'm sorry. Jordan Poole had a good game. I know Jordan Poole could hit that shot even as far as away as it was. I know he can hit that. But at that point of the game, with what was on the line, this is what I want in this order: Steph, Clay, then Poole. You're not option one, dude. You are not option one. I don't care if you think you're a splash brother. I don't think I don't care if you think you your last name is Curry. I don't care what you I don't care if they just gave you a big time contract. I don't care if there's some female in the front row and you're staring at her and you're thinking that, oh man, this is gonna seal the deal if I hit this shot. I don't care what your agenda is. At that stage of the game, you have to know who you are and realize that this shot is not for you. Right? In this order, Curry, Clay, then pool. If with the, the amount of time that's left in the game, if it just happens to be in your hand and some shot needs to go up, then fire it up. Fine. But with eight more seconds, I need you to think about, I better, I better not do this. There's better options than me. The joke I love that I saw on Twitter was people comparing him to Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. When he took the ball yes. from Will. <laughs> they, had one, they had one play. Give the ball to Will. And, and Jordan Poole, exactly, he pulled a Carlton and was like, oh, I could shoot this. No, you can't. Bad business. 
They just went on a 14-0 run to get back in the game. Curry is, I mean, he look, if I'm going down, if I'm losing, I want to lose with my best guy shooting. It's just that, it's just that simple, right? If Curry takes that shot and he misses, I can say, well, you know what? That's the best dude on the court to shoot that shot. I'm good. Poole, he takes that shot. I am angry. So you ask, who, who would you want to punch first? Well, Poole answered answer that question in game one because I wanted to punch him then. Just punch him. And I knew it. I can't stand Jordan Poole. Like, he's, he's – and you know why I can't stand him? Because he's good enough to be good, right? He's good enough to be – like, you know he's – Good enough to be good. Yeah, you know he's good, but he's just frustrating. He's so frustrating because he starts doing too much. You know when you're like, okay, you're good, but you're doing way too much? That's Jordan Poole in a nutshell. That's why he's so frustrating. If he was just bad, it would be like, well, he just stinks, right? But he's good, so you don't want to say take him off the court. I understand why the Warriors gave him the money, but he's so stinking frustrating. Yeah, he definitely thinks he's better than he is. You're talking yeah. about, hey, Curry's one. Yeah, yeah Clay's he, two. Yeah, no, no, no. He thinks he's a splash brother. Look, he wouldn't be a splash brother if I went into the ocean, grabbed some water, and threw it at him. He wouldn't be a splash brother. He's just a brother. Jordan Poole. You know, just look. All, he got the all, pool. What do you mean he's all, not a splash brother? All light-skinned brothers are not created equal. <laughs> just because you're light-skinned don't mean that you're a splash brother. All right? I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like my homeboy Corey used to say, just because your shirt says champion does not make you a winner. (laughs) (laughs) All right? I'm just saying, like some things, everything's not created equal. Right? If your last name is Jordan, don't mean that your name is Mike. It just means that your name is Jordan. And see, he's 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 got the both, worst of both worlds. His first name is Jordan, so he thinks he's Jordan. Hey, man. And then he thinks his last name is Poole, so he thinks he is a splash brother. Damn, I can't win. I just put those two together right now. Sounds like you're siding with Draymond here. I mean, you really want to. Yes. <laughs> yes. I understand. I'm not saying it's right, but I understand. I get it. I get it. Maybe that's what they need to do. I'm the huddle. dude in the look. Look when when Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole, I'm that dude in the gym that's like, damn, Dre, you know that wasn't right. <laughs> but we all were thinking it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, you, you got that. You've been in that situation before, where you know that that guy's got it coming. You know that he's got it coming. You don't want to do it because he's your teammate. But when someone else does it, you're like, well, it's not like he didn't have it coming. We told him to stop. (laughs) (laughs) We told him better get some right, get right. He didn't get right. He ain't the one to play with. Exactly. Exactly. That is so funny. Big Dub Raider hit us up on – on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Thanks for reminding me about, upon further review, good job filling in for Eddie Q. Go Raiders. Thanks so much. Uh, also, Q, calling it now. Mike Mayer, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Christopher Smith, Defensive Rookie of the Year by Darth Raider. Woo! And Darth Raider comes through on, uh, what, May the 4th be with you? Is that, uh-huh. a, is that, is that a thing for you in, in your world? Is that a thing? It's not a thing for me in my world. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but... uh. You're trying to call me a geek? No, 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 no. I'm just, I, I just, I never, I never understood those those things. You know, I think I went and saw one of the Star Wars. Um, I saw it in in Central Texas at a, I don't know, some, the Hippodrome, whatever that. What I don't know how to describe that place. But anyway, we went and I saw like one episode. And you know, you're supposed to see the whole series. Mm-hmm. I just cheated the whole process. I just saw one. I was like, oh, it was all right. It was with, I think the black dude was in the Star Wars at that point. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, John Boyega. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's bad when I can say it. The black dude. And you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know exactly who it is. <laughs> they were mad at that brother from the trailer, boy. They were, what? <laughs> what is he doing here? <laughs> well, actually, stormtroopers aren't black. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a movie. I didn't even look. I didn't even know the whole the whole storyline or anything. The wife and Sarah wanted to go see it, so we went and saw it. I don't, you know. Every once in a while, I got to give in. It's like Cocaine Bear. We went and saw Cocaine Bear. Terrible movie. Save your money. Worst movie ever. The wife loved it. I don't get it. It's on Peacock now. I'm gonna have to check it out. Don't. Why waste your time? I just told you, don't waste your time. It's the worst movie ever. Well, it's 50-50 split. You said your wife loved it. <laughs> she don't know no better. She don't know no better. She thought it was cool. Like, who ever thought a, a, a bear on cocaine was a Inspired good idea? by true events, Q. Inspired. Inspired. Yeah, okay. A reimagining. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things inspired by that are bad ideas, cocaine bear. You know what's a bad idea? Going to see that movie. Terrible. Man. Take it easy, man. It's a cocaine bear. I mean, it's terrible. I, I've never, I've never Ter- seen I mean, it, this dude, so. this bear is like running a thousand miles an hour and all of a sudden leaps into the Because he's hyped up on the cocaine, Q. <laughs> How realistic or unrealistic is that? I don't know. I, maybe it gives you superpowers. I wouldn't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Where's Jared? <laughs> you know, crackhead strength's a thing. I mean, so <laughs> give it to a bear. Like, like Dave Chappelle? Red balls. <laughs> he gets your wings. <laughs> Where does this where does this show go wrong? I mean, I, I like I like what we're at. Why does this show go wrong? Started with a text we got about Jordan Poole. <laughs> See, Jordan Poole gets you talking about cocaine bear. That tells you all you need to know. We start talking about Jordan Poole, and we all of a sudden end up talking about cocaine bear. Think about that. That's how bad it is. Unbelievable. That damn Jordan Poole. <laughs> Cocaine bear. That's incredible. Uh, let's see. 707. I think this is maybe Vegas Pete. Vegas. It says Vegas. What should worry you, Q, is Golden State Warriors made all those threes and still wasn't enough. Their lack of D and Davis makes it Lakers in six, in my opinion. Vegas Pete, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I've been saying that Vegas Pete has been trying to fire shots at me on Twitter and everything, and I'm, I'm, I don't disagree. The size that they have is incredible. I said it before the, the series got started. I'm not saying that the Warriors are going to win. Hell, I'm surprised they made it out of the first round with the Kings. The Warriors don't have the size. They couldn't get into the hole at all. That, if you want to talk about adjustments, if you want to talk about adjustments that they need to make today, is they need to get to the rim and not get blocked nine times. I mean, that's, that's, that's pathetic. Like, every time they get ready to get to the rim, they kick it out. Like, oh, don't want to go there. The big, the big, tall Anthony Davis is there. So what? Put it in his chest, Right? Get fouled. It's okay to get fouled. You got shooters that can go to the line and knock down shots. Get fouled. Foul them out the game. You can't consistently get to the rim and then all of a sudden decide to turn around. You can't. That was awful. That was awful, awful, awful. They had no way of scoring around the rim. And then when they did try to fire something up near the rim, it got blocked. But you got to get into the body. Don't All these floater stuff and all this being cute stuff, get rid of all that stuff. Get into the body, man. Make some contact. Contact is okay. Six free throw attempts compared to 29. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Go to the line. Curry is 90%. Clay is 90%. Poole is 90%. That's where I want Poole shooting from. It's the free throw line. He's actually the best out of all three of them. I'm good with that. I don't need to see him shooting from 30. I need to see him shooting 30 free throws. That's fine. Let's see. We got another one. Let's see. This is from the 279. Thanks for being there, guys. If we stay healthy, including our running backs, we can easily be a top 10 offense. As far as free agents go, how about Quan Alexander if he's healthy? He'd bring leadership and bulliness to our defense. Also, like the text suggesting Shaquille Griffin, and would rather see Wiggins take the three over uh, Jordan Poole. But hey, at least he's not Dylan Brooks. Go Dubs. Yes, I forgot. How about Andrew Wiggins? That's right. Jordan Poole has just dropped on the depth chart. <laughs> 
Give me Wiggins, who's only been around for, what, five games? Handful of games? What, he played the seven-game series against the Kings? He was there, what, three games before the season got wrapped up? He was out on a hyena, something going on with the family. That's his personal business. Don't want to get involved in that. But still, he's got a handful of games under his belt. I'd rather Wiggins shoot that shot than Poole. Poole is so frustrating. So frustrating. He's going to end up up under the bench by the time you're done with him. He, man, <laughs> he might not even get invited to this game if it was up to me. But no, he's good. That's the thing. He's good. It's not like he's a bad player. Like, you know who I used to could not stand on the Warriors was a dude who had the rat tail. Remember uh, uh tall dude? I think he played for Memphis for JaVale a McGee? Yes, yes. And he was he was decent because he was like, you know, he was he was a good rebounder and he was strong, had some muscle and everything. One, that rat tail used to drive me crazy. Because nobody's had a rat tail in years. Hey, my cousin Chris had a rat tail back in high school. And I graduated in 94, so that tells you how old that is. But he was rocking the rat tail. That drove me crazy. I had one back in the day, too. I, when I was like did five. you really? When I was like five, yeah. What year was that? You weren't even born in 94, were you? Man, it was about year 2000, 2001. You know, I had the little rat tail. Just giving it back um, a little Star Wars, you know, update for you. That Did you was really when, have a rat I'm still, I'm still Yeah, trying, man. I'm trying to figure out what you look like with a rat tail. So young Anakin Skywalker had one, you know, in the Star Wars movies. You know, that, that How he tall won. were you with a rat tail? Man, I was four or five years old, Q. That's what I'm saying. Obviously short. That was <laughs> I was a child who still had hopes of growing. With a rat tail. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Boy, we got to find those pictures. <laughs> my aunt sent me a picture today real quick, and it was like it was like a picture of me and uh, her son, my cousin, and it's probably, I'm probably like eight years old. I was like, man, was I always that ugly? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, even me, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Who's that ugly dude? Oh, that's you. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. That's funny. That is funny. Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up and said, Q&D, I thought Cocaine Bear was awesome. <laughs> Sincerely, Tamont's high school basketball career and $1 stakes. That's hilarious. I'm going to have to check it out. I mean, it's two against one now. That's terrible. That is a terrible, terrible movie. Uh, let's see. What else do we get? Jim from Yonkers. Let's try to get this show. We're trying to reel it back in. Jim from Yonkers said, well, we are all playing the AFC. We are playing the AFC East and the NFC Central. Five and three in those games, three and three in division. We can't expect to keep sweeping the Broncos. We should beat the Colts and Steelers and Giants. I have 11 and six, so let's just say say that or 10 and seven. As long as Jeff Saturday does not coach, we should be okay. LOL. In defense of Jimmy G, every 49ers quarterback has gotten hurt. Also, the offensive offensive lineman from Chattanooga looks good on tape. Thank you for a great show. Knicks are off until Saturday. Ridiculous. Hockey never takes long breaks like the NBA during the playoffs. Again, that's Jim from Yonkers. And how about those Vegas Golden Knights? I saw you all fired up. Let's go! Man, Chapman was like, DeMond is blowing me up. Everything was, let's go, let's go, let's go. You were fired up. It was a hell of a game last night. Oh, it was, man. It was like it was so back and forth. Well, they they clearly, you know, they they kept that lead all the way through, but it was just so much scoring. And as a casual hockey fan, give me more points. Give me more goal scoring. The empty net at the end of the game, where it's like I've excuse me, the defenseman where he steals it from yeah, McDavid, yeah, yeah. That was fires clean. it down. That was clean. Oh, I was like, hmm, the cool kissed. thing about yeah, the cool thing about that was when it was the steal, and then all of a sudden you just see boom, just the the, the slight flick of the wrist. And you see where the puck is going. You see it's about to, and then you see the arena, right? T-Mobile Arena. Everyone is there. Ah, 
ah, because they know what's about to happen, right? Everyone, it's almost like a, it's, it's like a, a walk-off home run yeah. when the ball is flying and you know, or Chandler Jones is taking it to the, to the house, right? And you see that there's nobody in front of him and all he has to do is cross the goal line. It was like that, but it almost was like a slow motion. The, the puck was going so slow, but you knew it was the inevitable. It was going into the goal. Yeah, nobody can catch it, but I still was thinking, I hope it, like, I hope that this doesn't get messed up. I hope it goes in because with about 20 seconds left, you know, being up those two goals that, hey, this is over. It is on ice. Man, it was, that was a great game. Right? It was. It really was. So shout out to uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, man. They've got an opportunity to really make a deep run up 1-0 right now at Edmonton, second round of the playoffs. And you, know, you never know, man. They might be looking up being in the Stanley Cup Finals. Again, they have an opportunity. They're, they're a really good squad. I like what they're bringing to the table. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but man, man. Real quick, forget everything I've ever said about momentum for this conversation. Okay. In hockey. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> With that being said, don't nope, nope, don't try to point out my contradiction there, Q. Yeah, let me okay. let me go. Okay, let you have this moment. <laughs> yes. Okay, go ahead. In hockey, momentum is real. And right now, out of the West, VGK. Out of the East, the Florida Panthers. Collision course. I okay. think that that's going to be the uh, Stanley Cup final right there. Nice. If, if that's the final, I'll take that for one. Two, if that's the final, I'm betting my money on VGK. I think Florida's good. I think VGK's better. I'm just saying, the way it's lining up mm-hmm. with some of the powerhouses that are already knocked out, it's yep. almost like the Warriors on their championship run last year. There are some teams that you thought were going to be there and they weren't there, and it's like, well, hold on. Might be able to win this damn thing. And boom, there you go. I'll tell you right now, you want to talk about good for business. Go on, go on and win a Stanley Cup final, VGK. There we go. It'd be good for business. I do appreciate that. 418 is the time. <laughs> One more quick text. Big Dub Raiders said, hey, Q, the rat tail made a, made a small comeback in the early 2000s. Go Raiders. <laughs> See, there we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 418 is the time. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports will join us about... 10 minutes from now. Talk all things LV Aces as they prepare for another season. Defending now their championship. So now they won't be the Hunters. They will be the Hunted. So we'll talk to Paloma coming up at 4.30. The question we threw out there on the don'tbebroke.com text line and also the phone lines as well at 702-365-9200 and 69187-keyword-R&R. If Jimmy G stays healthy, how good do you think this Raiders offense could be. Sir Whiskey Ray said, Happy Thursday, gentlemen. I love this Jimmy G question. I believe our offense led by a healthy Jimmy G. We could be in the top 10, no doubt. You guys nailed it, though. Our red zone offense is the key here. This is where the offense needs improvement. With Devontae, Mayer, Renfro, Jacobs, to name a few, this offense potentially could be dangerous. Again, it's only May 4th. Hoping for an explosive offense here in the 2023 season. Thanks, gentlemen, again, Sir Whiskey Ray. And I'm with them. I think the offense could be really good. I mentioned at the top of the show, I felt like the offense could really run with anybody. I said that last year, but now you add a couple more elements to it, and of course you got to factor in health, right? Hunter wasn't healthy last year. Darren Waller wasn't healthy last year. So that took away from what I thought was going to be some super firepower that they were going to have for the offense. It just didn't pan out that way. Now, Michael Mayer, who we featured a lot today on the show, Josh Jacobs, he's coming back strong, right? I mean, you look at it on paper. Again, like Sir Whiskey Ray said, it's just May 4th, but on paper— it looks like it could be really healthy. And, of course, the trigger man, Jimmy G, has got to stay healthy as well. Let's go out to the phone lines, talk to our guy, Dark Side Don. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's good? Hey, man, you got to love Vegas. I just seen a dude that put a lawn chair on one of those uni wheels, and he mobbing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you got to love Vegas. Yes, this, yes. Hey, um, so the, the question, I think we could be in the top six, honestly, 
um, okay. as far as offense, due to the fact that it, everybody's keep, everybody keeps saying that Jimmy G is supposed to be better in the red zone. So if he's better in the red zone, I'm at least seeing an uptick of two points. And you already said we was in the top 12. So I'm going to put that in half, and I'm going to say we should be in the top six. I like it. Um, um, and then as far as um, the other question about who who was on notice, I think that was kind of like how you worded the question, who's on notice as far as some of the, the draft picks we got. I'm going to say Trayvon Merritt. Um, I, I like Chris Smith, so he's going to come in. We also got a safety in, in free agency, so it's either put up or shut up it, it, in your third, fourth year. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I, I believe that he's on notice as we speak. He's supposed to come in and be a ball hawk. I haven't seen a ball hawk. You know what I mean? So that's where I, that's where I said that as far as the play, the one player that I think is on notice. Um, and then you know that rat tail. I think another thing that's another another <laughs> another hairstyle that's worse than that. Hot top fan with a shag, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's the old boosy fade that they had out. Yeah, I saw that all the time in Texas. <laughs> yeah, man. Hot top fades with a shag. Just do, just, just, just leave it alone, bro. Leave it alone. <laughs> yes, I love it. Hey, Dark, yep. thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate you. Good stuff right there. Yeah, man. I'll tell you, brother. When I was in Texas, some of the hairstyles that I saw, some of the man, the the boosy fades that I saw, I was like, really. I'm going to tell you something that's going to probably oh, give no. you the biggest laugh ever. Oh, no. You had a boosie fade, too. No, no. Yeah, I did have a high top fade. We were I at had a, a high top fade, too. Yeah, but we were at a basketball tournament, uh-huh. and it's the home team, like the team that's hosting the tournament. Mm-hmm. We're playing them in the first game, and they, like, whoever their best point guard is, I'm guarding them, and it's their home crowd. And I hear, Short Uncle can't guard you. <laughs> <laughs> so offended. They called you Short Uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Shout out to Jaleel White. That's awesome. Short Urkel. Now, let me, this is the question. Were you Steve Urkel or were you Stefan? Stefan Urkel, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Stefan was the man, right? Stefan was the man. He had all the ladies. or All the ladies wanted him, but Steve didn't have nobody. Steve didn't stand a chance. That was funny. They called you Short Urkel. <laughs> I had a high top fade too back in the day. I had I had high top fade. Matter of fact, it was funny. Once I finally got rid of my high top fade and I went with the the ball fade, it, I never had a high top fade again. Like never again in life. It was it was always going to be uh, a ball fade or or something like that. But uh, it was so funny when I had the high top fade. I was a big MC Hammer fan back in the day, right? And so MC Hammer's haircut that he had wasn't a high top fade. But if you go back and look on like his 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 uh, CD covers. He would have the lines from one side of his head to the other, and he, he had all the lines. And then I had that. It was kind of a combination, though. The lines that I had in my hair was kind of a combination of the hammer lines and Theo Huxtable when he was on uh, the Cosby show, and he had he had the lines from one side to the other. And, hey, yeah, man, I got creative with my hair. I used to do all kind. I used to have all kind of symbols in my head, everything. I, I even had a Nike symbol in my head one time when I was working at Lucky's Grocery Store in Pleasanton. And it was so funny. <laughs> I did. I was working in the meat department, but I know I, I know I don't know because I wanted to just do it. I was a Nike guy. I should have known then I was a Nike guy. But uh, yeah, so I had this Nike symbol in the back of my head, and I was working in the meat department. We're supposed to wear hats. Well, you see how much I wear hats. I don't. So I never wore my hat. So my boss used to always see that Nike symbol, and he's like, "Hey, man, you're not allowed to have that at work." And I said, "How, how are you gonna tell me what I can't have in my hair?" Oh, you can't have that that symbol in the back of your head. And I was like, "Okay, I'll go home and make sure I get rid of that right away." Never did. Come on, man. You serious? I never did two things at the grocery store. I never wore a hat, and I never had my name tag out. 
for for obvious reasons. Of all the lucky grocery store stores, it sounds like you never worked. I did <laughs> just been there telling stories. I was a great I was a great employee. <laughs> I just broke some of the obvious rules. I didn't want I didn't want people looking at my name tag because one, they're always gonna ask you how do you say your name. So I, I wanted to avoid that conversation. And then two, I didn't want anyone to tell on me just in case I was having a bad day and I'll be like, what? You know, or something like that. And be like, oh well, I saw I saw someone so in the back. He was bad. Instead, they just d- describe me as the black guy, and then I can play it off and be like, well, look how they describe me. They didn't use my name. You know what I mean? So, I, How many black guys were in the meat department? Me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm just saying. <laughs> look, man, I had, a, I had a method to the madness, Damon. Work with your boy. 428 is the time. When we come back, Paloma Villacana will join us to talk all things LV Aces. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. On Raider Nation Radio. 431 is the time here. Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Damon Cotton, your boy Q. Got about 20-something minutes left in today's show. Then coming up at 5 o'clock upon further review, Eddie Pascal is usually holding it down, but he's on paternity leave right now. Him and his wife celebrating uh, the birth of uh, their child, uh, Xavier, and uh, obviously the expansion of their family. So he's getting a little R&R, so I held it down and uh, filled in for him this week. So uh, you can hear upon further review coming up at 5 o'clock. Also, if you want to find a place to hang out tomorrow, make sure you check out JT the Brick. He's at the Palms inside the Williams Hill Sportsbook, and uh, he'll be out there from noon to 2 celebrating, getting a little Cinco de Mayo celebration on. So uh, we are efforting Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. She's going to be joining us in a matter of minutes or not. Or not. Uh, you know, maybe. Maybe take a rain <laughs> check on that one. It's all good. It's all good. But that's all right. We got 20-something minutes. I know she's very busy in and around town. So uh, we'll catch up to her at some point. But 702-365-9200. We got plenty to get to before the show's over uh, anyway. So let's go out, out to the phone line. So we got up first, Damon. Raider C's in the OC. Raider C's. What's up, brother? What's on your mind? Uh, Hey, what's up, Q? What's up, Jamon? Um, I was just thinking about this, that there's definitely, like, a better feel about having, um, you know, this, this new management of Dave Ziegler because, like, I actually can appreciate the fact that they went out of their way and moved up and grabbed the players that they know that they've seen because of the Senior Bowl and that exposure because I literally think back to, you know, uh, McKinsey days where it's like, you got someone like Shalik Calhoun. You got, you know, Jihad Ward. Yeah. You know, you got Ben Heaney. It's like, these are guys that just fell to them, right? Because, like, eh, you know, yeah, I guess. Like, let's just go with that. So I could definitely appreciate Ziegler going, no, we know these guys. We know about them. We, you know, we know what kind of people are. We're going to get them. So I could really appreciate that's what they're doing. And at least, you know, I know next year we don't have those uh, the other picks, the compensatory, but at least – this year, they will have their guys. So that's all I want to say. Hey, good stuff, Raider Seas. It's great to hear from you. And, yeah, to me, again, and obviously when it gets played out on the field, we'll understand if these players are really good or not, if this draft class was really good. Again, on paper, it feels like it was a very solid class. That's how I feel. Right, but again, you don't win games on paper. So uh, right now, it's one of those drafts where I, I came out of the weekend, I was like, yeah, I thought they did pretty well. <laughs> right? And, and it's it's been a while. There's been times when – uh, previous staffs, I looked at some of the players and I was like, okay, I could see what they were going for. Like Tanner Muse, for example. When the Raiders drafted Tanner Muse at the last pick in the third round, they had three third round picks that year. What was it, 2020, I believe? Uh, it was uh, who? Lynn Bowden was the first one. Uh, and then who was it? Brian uh, Edwards was the second one. And then Tanner Muse. I understood what they were doing with Tanner Muse because they were adding a bunch of Clemson guys. And, of course, we saw what Clemson did, and that's what, you know, Georgia's uh, doing right now, turning into the Philadelphia Eagles, or the Eagles are turning into the Georgia uh, Bulldogs. 
So I understood what they were doing, and I felt like, okay, he's going to work really hard and get his way onto the field. Like, I remember telling myself why it made sense. In this case, when I'm looking at these players that they drafted from Tyree Wilson to Michael Mayer to Byron Young to Trey Tucker to Ja'Korian Bennett, Aiden O'Connell, Christopher Smith, Amari Bernie, Nesta Jade, not saying that they're all going to pan out and be great players, but I felt like there was a rhyme or reason to it. Like, it made sense. Again, I got to see what it looks like. Uh, but a lot of them came from the Senior Bowl, and I thought that was a big deal. We had Jim Nagy on, you know, yesterday on the show, on our shortened show, and we were talking about the Senior Bowl. And matter of fact, Dave Ziegler was on with JT just the other day. Uh, they sat down for about 30 minutes at the Air Mountain Healthcare Performance Center, and here's Dave Ziegler talking about the advantages of having that staff at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, the Senior Bowl was a, um, a piece of the puzzle that we normally maybe wouldn't have if our coaches weren't involved. And that piece of the puzzle, um, what that what that gave us was information. We can see the tape and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like everybody gets that. We were able to get some inside information on what they were like in the meeting rooms, how they prepared, what their football intelligence was, how they interacted with teammates, a lot of the intangible things that um, you would not normally get unless you had a coach involved. And so those definitely had um, – made us feel more comfortable about certain players versus other players, knowing the full picture on, on, their, um, on their experience at the Senior Bowl. So there was Dave Ziegler with JT earlier and just talking about the advantages of having that staff at the Senior Bowl, and I do think that was a big deal. And, you know, they came away with six players that they drafted, all came from Mobile, Alabama. Also, they had a player that was an undrafted free agent. When you're looking at uh, uh, McClendon Curtis, the offensive lineman from Chattanooga, you know where he was? The Senior Bowl. So seven guys. And I, Tyree Wilson didn't participate, but he was out there in, uh, in Mobile, Alabama. So all those guys, they, they got up close to personal with, got some familiarity with there in Mobile. So I do think that that Senior Bowl is a big deal. And I think more uh, teams are going to try to – Make sure that the, their coaches are on those staffs or, or the head coaches so they can get real familiar. Now, again, I can keep saying, and, and I hate to use the asterisks, but I keep saying it, it's, you know, it doesn't mean that they're going to be all successful and that all they put together this all-star team. It doesn't mean that, but it just means that they, they felt comfortable taking those guys because they knew what they were about. They saw them in a setting that they provided, they created. It wasn't you know Trey Tucker at Cincinnati. It was Trey Tucker in Mobile, Alabama. So Trey Tucker had to do NFL type things, right? Tyree Wilson had well he didn't he didn't participate. Michael Mayer uh, he didn't participate. He wasn't there. Uh, Jacory and Bennett, right? They had to they had to perform what they wanted, what the NFL coaches wanted them to perform. So I do think that what was going on at the Senior Bowl was very important and it was really key in the Raiders going into the draft this past uh, this past draft. So now joining us on the phone lines as promised from Fox Five Sports is Paloma Villacana. Paloma, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate you. Good to catch up with you. And just saw you the other day over at Opportunity Village, and I had to leave before everything really got rolling. So uh, I saw some videos. There was a lot of dancing, a lot of celebrating. How was it with the Aces out there interacting with all the uh, season ticket holders? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it was great running into you. Great seeing Raider Nation Radio out there. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Over 5,000 season ticket holders were there. That was my first time out to Opportunity Village. So an amazing place. Um, great to see all the support. You know, this this training camp, this preseason, uh, their new facility is, is amazing. So, um, you know, I just I'm so happy to see you know, women's basketball only thriving here in Las Vegas, you know, coming off the Lady Rebels and their coverage and going straight into the Aces. It's been a lot of fun, and and it's been great to meet all the the new faces around the Aces. Candace Parker is so nice. Um, She's been so sweet every single interview and and watching their practices. It's kind of like a pinch-me moment when you're, (laughs) you're watching the practices and you're like, man, you got Asia Wilson, 
Candace Parker, Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Now you got Chelsea Gray back back in practice. Alicia Clark. It's like this is like you know watching an All Star game at practice. So um, I'm super pumped for the season coming up. Fox Five is. Uh, the official broadcast station. So, you know, we'll be covering the Aces every single game, um, airing some of their games as well. So um, a lot to look forward to this season. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And you mentioned all the season ticket holders, over 5,000 right now for the Aces. How big? I mean, that's huge right there for women's basketball. And coming off the championship, uh, there was a lot of fans that were there when I was there. They were already excited about the the players arriving and, and the players got there after I left. But how huge is that to have that many season ticket holders? Yeah, I mean, I really think it comes down to to Mark Davis and Mark Davis having the money to invest into the Aces and wanting to invest his money in the Aces. Um, it starts with, with the facility, you know, all of the facility and everything that they've been given this year. Um, just the opportunity he's given the Las Vegas Aces to only grow the game, only grow the brand, um, only grow the game day experience, the game day production, um, you know, hopefully Mark Davis can set the standard in the WNBA for paying these players more, um, you know, selling out Michelob Ultra Arena. You know, their games are still around like $10 a ticket just because they want to sell out the arena. So um, it comes to Mark Davis, Tom Brady, you know, supporting the Aces, mm-hmm. um, which helps, you know, grow the brand, grow the brand of the WNBA. Um, now they have this shiny new facility that's on the news every single day. Um, so you're just getting more and more eyeballs onto the team, um, onto the W. And, you know, we just watched that crazy March Madness yeah. uh, that happened with LSU and Iowa. So, uh, you know, women's basketball, I mean, it's come a long way, but I feel like just in the past year with the Aces winning the championship, this March Madness, the the training facility next to the, the Raiders headquarters, um, it's, it's an exciting time, definitely yeah. an exciting time for women's basketball. It is, it is. It's really growing leaps and bounds, and it's good to see it again, Paloma Villa. Connor Fox 5 Sports is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. DeMond's got one for you. You mentioned that shiny new facility, so give us the lowdown. What was it like to be there? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've been inside the Raiders. I mean, we've all been inside the Raiders facility. You know, it's beautiful. The Raiders facility is amazing. I think the Aces facility tops the Raiders headquarters in Henderson. Uh, I've never seen massage chairs in a film room. You know, I've never seen a locker room like that, top-notch. Um, especially, you know, for women, you know, we got to get ready. We got to do our hair. We got to do our makeup. (laughs) You know, we like to have space in the bathroom, you know? So, um, I've never, and I said it on air a few times. I'm like, I've never seen a locker room like that. Um, you know, it looks like the four seasons of of a training facility. So, um, you know, I want to hang out there all day. If I ever go missing, y'all know where to find me. (laughs) With you guys being the exclusive broadcast partner over at Fox 5, did they give you a, maybe a little extra, you know, hey, you get a little bit more access? Did you get to sit down in one of those massage chairs? She did. I saw the picture. Yeah. I mean, y'all know I work out a lot. So when I sat down in there, I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> I was like, y'all, y'all are going to have to drag me out of here. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm hoping to bring, like, more exclusive features where we go inside and maybe kind of, like, work out with the aces and um, do a feature on, you know, them in a, in a film session, you know, hopefully hopefully watching film. I don't know. Those chairs are, are something else. But, um, yeah, that's my hope is to, to really get inside the facility and, you know, ask them how much their monthly membership is. 
There you go. I'll tell you, uh, from the pictures that I saw, the videos that I saw, you know, seeing, no. seeing Asia Wilson out there on the court there at the facility. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks, like you said, top notch. And I can't wait. I was in Kansas City, mm-hmm. so I didn't get to go check out the open house. But uh, I'll get over there sooner rather than later. I'll get over yeah. there and be able to check it out again. We're talking with Paloma Villacana here on uh, Radio Nation Radio 920, talking all things Aces. So how are the Aces feeling, right? I mean, they're now the hunted. They have the championship. Mm-hmm. A whole mm-hmm. W is going to be chasing them. How are the ladies feeling as they get ready to defend their title? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of new faces on on the team, too, and you're just trying to find the chemistry between, you know, having Asia Wilson out there and Candace Parker out there and Kayla George. What I've noticed is that they're they're bigger. They look a lot bigger, like just more length, more size. Um, you know, I think Candace Parker is 6'4", and, and Kayla George uh, from Australia, she's 6'4", as well. So, you know, at times I felt like the Aces were, were kind of the smaller team last season uh, going up against Seattle and, and going up against a, a couple bigger teams. So um, they definitely have brought more experience and, and size and length uh, and depth to their team this year. You know, that was one thing everyone questioned last year is, you know, man, Asia's playing 40 minutes, you know, like she's playing the whole game. Um, so we'll see how Becky kind of rotates in uh, the bench. And I feel like the bench has only gotten better. Um, I watched Kirsten Bell in, in Athletes Unlimited this offseason, and she's really grown. Um, and Asia Shepard has only grown. So, you know, all these rooks have gotten better. Um, speaking of rooks, their their rookie from Alabama, Brittany Davis, she looks really good this, this training camp. Becky says she's really physical. Um, you know, she likes boxing out uh, Asia Wilson and Candace Parker and, and, and getting to the bucket. So, um, you know, it's, it's exciting to watch the Aces practice. It's like... It's just a bunch of stars on the court. I, you know, I'm, I'm sometimes like, all right, all right, I got to focus, you know. <laughs> like, man, it's so cool just to see, you know, just women I looked up to growing up. You know, Candace Parker is someone I looked up to uh, when she was with the Sparks. And, you know, I went to her games when I was little. So to be, like, on the same court as her um, and to get to watch, you know, in live action, just um, even Becky Hammond. I mean, heck, even being around Becky Hammond every day, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, this is pretty cool. So Vegas... Vegas is one lucky city, I'll tell you. Yeah, Paloma, I got to say, before I even get to my next question, oh. you know, we always talk about how big time you are. When Candace Parker <laughs> came up to you and she basically just gave you the hug, it's like you guys were you know, friends already. I was like, man, Paloma really done made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's so sweet. That was the first thing when, when she walked over to me. Obviously, she's really tall. She's really beautiful. She walked over to me, and I was like, hi. <laughs> so, um, but she's, she's really down to earth. You know, she has a baby. Um, she has a daughter. She's only told me um, that they really love Las Vegas. They love the community. Um, she says it's, it's, it's really hot here. But, um, you know, when you're in Henderson and, you know, you're in Summerlin, you're in the different, the different neighborhoods, you know, you come to really love Las Vegas and realize there's a lot of families here. Um, there's a lot of great parks and communities, and, and so um, I hope Candace, you know, really likes her her neighborhood and everything. But so far, she's been she says she loves the culture on the Aces team. Cause there's a lot of moms on the team. She really respects that. Um, and then you know, how can you how can you not love your facility over there in Henderson? It's so nice. All right, so I've got to ask about Coach Becky Hammond. I know she shut it down when it was first asked about, hey, the Raptors, maybe they're thinking about you to be the head coach. Has she addressed it after that open house of her saying, hey, we're here to talk about the yeah. girls? 
Yeah, she's been really transparent with everyone, I would say. Um, any questions asked, she's she's been pretty upfront and honest with everyone, saying, you know, she has had open communication with her team, letting her team know, um, you know, I've been in conversations with the Raptors, and I'll let you know what happens next. Um, so she's been pretty upfront with us, pretty upfront with her players. Um, her players say the same thing. <laughs> you know, her players say pretty pretty much she'll let us know if, if something happens. But as of right now, as of every day, she's showing up to the facility uh, and, and goes to work just like just like the players do. So um, um, until something happens, you know, she'll let us know. But, um, you know, as of right now, you know, she's she's taking care of her team and, and her, 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 her coaching staff and her new roster. So, um, yeah, the expectations are high for, for the aces. And she said, you know, it's not just a goal to get to the playoffs. You know, they right. want to win the whole thing again this year and, and do even better. So. As they should. As they should. They've yeah. got a hell of a squad. And, you know, last year, or not last year, but the year before, she interviewed with, what, the Portland Trailblazers, I believe. And mm-hmm. now the Raptors are, you know, talking mm-hmm. to her. And then, uh, of course, the Bucks they fired their coach today. I would not be shocked if they didn't reach out to her as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, they should, Paloma. I mean, what does that mm-hmm. say about Coach Hammond? She's so stinking good that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, a, it's a compliment that these teams want to talk to her. Yeah, Candace Parker said that. She said, she told me, like, you know, what a huge step for women to be, um, you know, in that position, to have their hat, their name in that hat. And, uh, you know, that, that opens the door for more women to, to become assistant coaches in the NBA. Um, you know, her assistant coach, Natalie Nakase, was an assistant coach in the NBA. Um, so Becky Hammond and, and having that, that opportunity, that only opens the door uh, for more women to be to to have a head coaching position in the NBA and not even just in the NBA, like in, in sports, in life in general. We mm-hmm. look at Sandra Douglas Morgan being yep. the team president of the Raiders. Um, so those opportunities just just continue to show that, you know, women can do that and they can go and do it at an, an elite level and go win championships. Um, and, and excel in their jobs. So it's, it's great for all of us. Yeah, it really is. And it's awesome. And I'll tell you right now, I bet you the people in San Antonio are like, hey, man, you sure Pop don't want to get up out of here? Oh, man. <laughs> he sure, <laughs> Pop is great and all. He won a lot of rings. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, Becky's doing some things. She's still young. And, mm-hmm. yeah, would love to bring her back. Well, uh, any anybody else stand out to you from the Aces? I know Kelsey's back. I know, you know, I know mm-hmm. everyone's back. Anyone else stand out to you uh, that you got excited to, to talk to and, and they're getting excited for the upcoming season? Yeah, Brittany Davis, they're they're rookie from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh they're guard. She's 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 five nine. She's um she's very physical. Uh she can shoot the heck out of the three. Um, you know, she's she's pretty physical out there, so so watch out for the rookie. Um and I think I think everyone right now is just trying to, to gel and find their chemistry with, with so many new faces on, on the team. But also this is a team that, you know, is is returning most of the, the nucleus of this team when you got Raquana Williams, Kia Stokes, Asia Wilson, Jackie Young. Um so what I see at practice is that they're all on the same page. Yeah. They just got to get a few others up to speed and, and kind of execute and, and only build off last season. But it's so much fun to be around this team because, you know, they're all so nice. They're, they will all take pictures with you. They will all sign autographs. 
Um, you know, I know they stayed late the other night signing autographs, taking pictures with everyone. Um, so it's it's just a, it's a joy to be around the Aces, really. It makes you want to root for them and, and come out to their game. So other than that, you know, they're they're all a pretty funny group group of <laughs> girls, too. I mean, it's it's fun to be around them and to interview them and um, to hang out with, with them. It's, it's, it's a joy. I, d- I have no doubt. I have no doubt. I see them on social <laughs> media interacting, and they, they, uh-huh. uh, they seem like they're having a whole lot of fun out there. Well, Paloma, it's always great catching up with you. What are you working on that uh, we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, I just talked to Josh Jacobs today. Um, he is dropping nuggets. Are you Vegas. dropping nuggets on us? Are you dropping? Are you dropping <laughs> breaking news? <laughs> breaking news. Yeah, we're friends. We we caught up today. He's uh he's not in Vegas, but he's he's training back at home in in Oklahoma, and um we we caught up because his his camp is coming up. Yeah. his uh, youth camp is coming up May twentieth. Um, which, you know, he's so passionate about our community. You know, he, he loves all the local kids out here. Um, I think his last camp had over 300 kids out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we just talked today on air and he basically told me that, um, you know, he's, he thought he still has like, how do I say this? I don't want to like not say the right words, but he says there's more in his tank. You know, he thought he yeah. left stuff out there last year on the field, and he, he really wants to build off this career season. Um, you know, he told me last season was hard, you know, with his dad being sick, mm-hmm. um, you know, mentally. You know, he thought it was kind of funny that he had the best season of his life, uh, even though he was struggling kind of mentally, you know, on the football field. So, um, you know, Josh is always – he's just a humble, great guy, and, you know, I'm excited to see him – um, you know, he says he only wants to, you know, he, he left some stuff out there last season. So he's looking to only build off, you know, a career season that he had with the Raiders. So, um, yeah, he's excited to see, you know, what potential he has. And, uh, yeah, we'll see him on May 20th for his, his youth football camp. I'll be hosting it out there with him. Um, and yeah, I mean, Josh is, you know, he loves the kids. He loves Las Vegas. So I have no doubt that he wants to, to stay and be a Raider and, and, you know, continue his relationship here in Vegas. No doubt. Well, that's going to be a uh, fun. I look forward to that camp and uh, I know you'll do a great job out there hosting it with them. And I just may have to slide out there myself and check that one out, yeah, you know, and yeah. I just, you know, you know me. I got to do what I got to do. But uh, there you go. Yeah, no, definitely look forward to that. That's a nice little nugget there. I'm glad you dropped yeah. that dropped that one on us. Well, Paloma, thanks so much for your time. Yeah. We definitely appreciate you as always. Yeah, appreciate you guys. See you later. All right, see you. There she goes, Paloma Villacana. I thought she was about to drop some some breaking news or something. Like, oh, yeah, I'm about to head to Vegas, sign my franchise tag, and call it a day. That would have been awesome, huh? <laughs> oh, that would have been great if it's like, yo, I would have dropped the flex bomb for her. <laughs> oh, you can do it anyway. And he can nope. play a lot. That's a great way to close out the show. He gonna play a lot. He gonna play a real lot. (laughs) Shout out to Hondo. Jim from Yonkers says, if Jimmy G goes down, who goes in? Also, I think it's up to the coaches now. The groceries have been bought. If McDaniels comes out and says again, this team needs to learn how to win, I'm going to vomit. Thank you. That's Jim from Yonkers, and that's, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. The groceries have been bought. It's time to go ahead and cook up that, that four-course meal, right? Make it happen. And when I say four-course, I'm talking about four quarters. Got to play a complete game. Got to get it done. Don't want to talk about learn how to win. Got to go out there and win. What's the motto? Just win, baby. It's exactly what they need to do. So thanks to all our guests from Mike Golick Sr. to Graham Coffee, Vinny Bonsignor, Paloma Villacana, and all of Raider Nation. We appreciate you. Upon further reviews next, it's Raider Nation Radio 920. Yeah.